There you go. Craig is back. Craig, the country tense down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know how to start, really. I suppose I'm just going to start talking. I know we usually uh, have a laugh on, on stuff on this podcast, but this episode was a stark reminder of why I absolutely adored this show. Mm-hmm. But we've had a bit of a fun and get, we'll talk about more later, but we've had a bit of fun and games up to now, but fucking hell, that was a lot to take in on it. That was deep. That was really deep. I'd forgotten a lot of that. And so was... much happens. Yes. So much. So, so I'm, I'm just going to start with the wall because we're not up there for long. Mm-hmm. But So John gets long claw, which was awesome. Mm. and his hand was still fucked so what we spoke about on the last episode was does he feel fire yeah he does he can't fucking use his hand (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um and thorn has been sent to king's landing to show a hand to joffrey does that ever cover that does that ever happen i don't remember that yeah i don't remember that because obviously that's the whole point of season seven getting one of these fuckers down to the wall down to the south sorry mm. yeah and he's just casually sent thorn with a little hand to show joff but we'll have to see that play out because i cannot remember that at all being yeah but no, well, i'm just paying attention and wait for it because but I, it's, I a not, it's a nice little thing for season seven if you're paying attention that they tr- they did try to do it in season one <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the zombie hand is a thing right okay cool so John has an awesome conversation where he gets spoken at by Aemon Targaryen. Davros. Davros. Hmm. Exterminate Jon Snow. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great moment, though, wasn't he it? He gives yeah. a very, very important speech about duty and love and honour. And it is... John uses this in the fucking season finale of season eight about John's choice. Now, obviously, now in this context, Eamon's like, this is your choice now to go help your brother. Mm. Mm. But this is the season finale of season eight, the last ever episode, John's choice of what to do with Danny when Tyrion comes and talks to him. So this yeah. was massive for me. I was gripped. This really is the sort that. of like, now on a rewatch, you do really, like, see that the, the seeds are being sown in John's head already. Yeah. Like, you know, but, and it's it's really nice to see. But really interesting to see that it's so early on. His connection to Ned, right, especially about honour and the duty and love, the whole aim and speak. Yeah, it's it's pretty much what happens in probably by choice because season eight mirrored season one a lot. But I fucking loved that. Did you love it, James? Did you like Davros? Uh, yeah, I really liked his speech. Like, I didn't realise that it was quite so early on that uh, he got told uh, that he was uh, a Targaryen and that. But um, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. It was the guy. As much as I rip him for sounding like Davros, he's very good, isn't he? Oh, he's fucking brilliant. Yeah, and, and he talks about his king and his lineage and how he refused the throne. So there's two. And again, like we've already spoiled it for everyone. I don't want like talking about it too much. But John and Aemon, the comparison. John doesn't want to be fucking. King. John no. is his. John is his like great nephew or something i can't even be able to figure it out we tried just, to work it out and couldn't yeah but just having those two together no obviously being a rewatch like we always fucking say that was even better this time around because watching that first time around you just think it's an old dude telling john to go help his brother 
that has so much context knowing that they're family. Yeah. Mm. So much yeah, it's different. Think. It definitely hits. Yeah. So yeah, that was just fucking awesome. Um, right. I'll just. I'm trying to avoid bits. Right. Okay. I'm going to talk about the Lannisters now. So the Lannister tents. So Shagger likes axes. That was <laughs> yeah. funny when Tyrion goes good. to join breakfast, but just gets mugged off by his old man again. Yeah. Um, and then we, we see. Get... Sh- we get to meet Shay. Exactly that is just seeing this no bed again. Like, oh yeah, cool. You're gonna get interesting for a little bit, and then you just we know what she does. Yeah, and I can't forgive her for that. But they have this awesome, basically, pretty much a game of never have I ever in yeah. the Western yeah. sense. That is fucking brilliant. I love this scene with just those three getting drunk. It made me want to drink so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it was, was great. It was so good. But by the, and Tyrion tells that a sad story about his wife, and Jamie's hopes in the whole thing and then she literally tells him that she's going to do it again this is it this is the reveal because i was always confused about the shay stuff when it happened later down the line but Mm. is she just a plant from the beginning from her old man just to fucking stitch him up again because she's like literally you should have known she's a whore you're still young and stupid yeah, Do you know what? it's kind of uh, like an in-joke, yeah. As you say, it's yeah. kind of ridiculously over, over... Yeah, no. Yeah, now you say that, actually that makes a lot of sense. That mm. She's sort of yeah. warning him in a way, or she's sort of telling him, but not. Because um, the thing I'm loving about getting towards the end of season one is introducing these characters that become prominent in two and three, because I haven't seen it for a while. So I was paying yeah. a lot of attention to Shay, but I'm pretty sure like, she pretty much just told him I'm going to sit you up, but yeah. How good was that little chat? And how funny is Braun? Like, oh, oh he's, he's funny. hilarious. When he's like, "Oh, you, you're you had your you killed your first man before you were twelve, and he's like, "It was a woman." Yeah. Shay looks <laughs> at him and she's like, "Well, she swung an axe at me." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's great. I love him so much. And because a lot of focus is obviously on Tyrion and his backstory here, but I just couldn't help comparing this Tyrion to the future Tyrion, like when he's with Daenerys. Like now he's just like some poor little lonely rich boy. Like, have you do you remember that awful Richie Rich film with Macaulay Culkin? Oh yeah, that he was a good a film. Fucking, speaker, like back in the day, back in the day, he had like a McDonald's in his house and shit. And, yeah, that was fine. And he was well, didn't he have um, like, He just wanted friends. He just wanted nice yeah. friends. Mm. That is Tyrion. Tyrion is Richie Rich. Yeah, he just wants someone to love. Yeah. And then he oh, finds okay. his tribe with the crazy dragon bitch that we'll get to now. So obviously, before we get to dragon bitch. Uh, Braun wakes Tyrion up in the morning and he goes to war, gets malleted in the head and misses the whole thing because yeah. they didn't have the budget for four battles at the time. Was yeah, oh, that well, actually the reason why I wasn't there? I think so, yeah. That makes a yeah. lot of sense, that travels. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, that's a good explanation. That, thank you for that. It works. But how lucky is Tyrion? He just locks out all the time, didn't he? Like, yeah. He just gets, trust him to get knocked out and miss the whole thing. <laughs> But yeah, this was a completely different Tyrion, wasn't it? it was a very, we've seen the cool Tyrion that talked his way out of things, but this was the very vulnerable, like... I'm going to die, yeah. We're very worried about <laughs> yeah, Facing his own mortality, I think, a lot of the time, definitely. You see a lot more of him. I think, it, yeah, you, you definitely, style, as an audience yeah. member, find out more about him as a character. Right, then. So, yeah, okay, that's covered the Lannisters before they go to war, and we'll cover what happens with them when we get to my guy Rob. But first, I'm talking about Danny and Drogo. 
Joe goes in a very fucking bad way. Very like, quickly, though. Like, yeah, he was fine at the end of the last episode, and now he's fucked. Yeah, like the the wound is festering. It's kind of disappointing, though. They're going to rush it, didn't they? Like they they've pissed about doing so much useless crap in series one. You could have done this three episodes ago and nicked it out a bit more. Well, I'm going to save my theory until the episode ten, the season finale. Just couldn't afford Jason Momoa anymore, yeah. No, no, no. It's not. It's like, <laughs> no, it's 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 storyline based. Oh, okay. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, no, but forward. yeah, no, I get exactly what I mean because I was kind of like, that even a bit late for Drogo to die, but mm. everything fucking happens in this episode. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of like minting about uh, Jorah's trying to tell her not to call the witch and blood magic and tries to get away. Jorah's the only one talking sense. But when I was playing before about uh, just trying to make the crazy up to make season eight work. I'm starting to believe it myself. She's already a fucking crazy bitch. She gets a witch to do blood magic to stop him dying, kills a fucking horse completely unnecessarily. That's two horses in season one. Mm. It's true, actually. She's a fucking nutcase already, and it's the ninth episode in of eight series. She's absolutely bonkers, mate. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she definitely is. Daenerys is a crazy bitch already. Yeah. But then. I suppose the first time I watched it, I mean, yeah, on a rewatch, totally agree. But first yeah, time but you watch even, it, and... I'm not even trying to look for it. Like, who does that? I know she loves Drogo and stuff, but she gets a witch. Well, to I was do just going to say, magic. like, she loves him and she doesn't want to lose him. You know, like I said, I, when we was watching it, I actually said to James, like, if that was you, maybe I would get a witch. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't but know, Jorah's but... like, they're going to kill your baby. He's already <laughs> dead. Let's yeah. go and be safe. Like, yeah. this is Let's not get the fuck out. These yeah. fuckers are savages. They don't give a fuck. I know. And then what I did like, though, I don't know if it's because I'm weird, but I, when she is doing the blood magic and you can only hear it from outside the tent, I loved all like the weird fucking ghostly noises coming through. I loved that yeah. shit. Yeah, that was same. Yeah. I was like, that, what is going on in there? Yeah, that dark <laughs> shit was good. But that's another thing I can't. So stay tuned for the next episode when I will explain my theory, which I think is right because I've been looking out for things. Okay. And I, and even if it's not, I'm going to ride with it because it make it awesome. But wait till next episode, right? Okay, so that's so Danny's trying to bring Drogo back from the dead, and Jorah. No, no, did you? Well, she goes into labour as well, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but up uh, before that, Jorah, my man, takes out a Dothraki soldier. Yeah, Ooh. and he does it so like seamlessly as well. Do you see some like teeth in it? We'll save that for Pongor and Yeah, <laughs> but um. Yeah, I, was like, I didn't remember that at all. That Jorah takes on one of Cole's like top fucking right hand man and does him because his little hook sword gets caught around his belt. <laughs> yep. So yeah, so that's across the narrow sea. So right, I need to tread carefully. Bear with me, listener. This is a very big episode. It's affected me mentally. <laughs> um, right, Catelyn Stark. Um, basically, Rob Stark, Young Wolf, and the the northern men are at the Walder Frey's bridge. What is that called? The twins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The twins. Yeah. I think. Right. So basically, they want to cross a bridge. Yeah. So they're having a conversation about Walder Frey and cats. And I noticed some very key fucking things that I said that are brilliant. Cat says he will never harm me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 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 <Isn't it? laughs> 
and then someone's like, no, no, it'll cut your throat, mate. Um, yeah. Because they do. Someone else also says that, you, you know, you can't predict Walter Frey. You never know what he's going to do. So it's, you know, there's, again, like the, there's warnings there. Straight and then away. Yeah, mm. and then, yeah. And then we get to Walter Frey, which I've written in big, bold letters. And this is a quote that I've always remembered. I've never used it, thankfully. But it's up there with one of the most, with Joffrey saying, I've got you, cunt. It's worse than that. He says, your mother would still be a milkmaid if I hadn't squirted you into her belly. <laughs> 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 yeah, I like that. Great That's line. Great I'm, line. I mean, we were talking a few episodes ago about Cersei dropping some eight-mile bombs, but fucking hell, Walter Frey. Jesus Christ. Did it. That is disgusting. <laughs> It's so disgusting. And just the way he talks about his kids, like he's just piling up sons and daughters. Well, he's so, I mean, obviously we're meant to gather that he's so old because his son, like when he's talking to his sons, they're old. They've got to be in their 40s or 50s. Yeah, they're so like fucking grey-haired and shit. Yeah, so he's like, ancient. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I suppose he's ancient, you know, ancient grey-haired? Come on. No, like, Walder Frey is ancient. Oh, he yeah, is, yeah. Sorry, and he's sorry, like banging a 15-year-old. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's just wrong. Well, it's wrong in our society. It's part of the course in there. Yeah, but this show loves the young Well, that's what it's all about, isn't it? That's what um, whatever the writer uh, George R. R. Martin, he, I don't know, like he, he it's a, it's a, definitely a, a recurring theme in his books and these Game of Thrones, especially. But that may just be because of the universe. But yeah, it's it's very questionable, I suppose. It makes you it makes me worry about him a bit because not knowing yeah. him. Because he's very into his incest and his fucking paedophilia. <laughs> <It's so laughs> yeah. um, maybe he worked at the Houses of Parliament on the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> he's been drinking in the bars. Fucking <laughs> idiot. Anyway, right. Walter Frey did make me laugh, though, because Captain yeah. Stark's like, is there someone we can go to talk? He's like, we're talking right now. <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't give a shit. I, I like him, actually. I do. I like him. <laughs> and, uh, right, so... Then Catelyn comes out and Rob says something which I couldn't remember. We'll get to that at the end of the episode. But I could, I was pretty sure it was this episode. But by this point, loads had happened. I was like, oh, maybe it is episode 10. And Rob drops a little line like, how long before they take his head? Talking to Ned. And I'm like, da 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 Anyway, Catelyn comes out from Walter Frey. Absolute fucking dickhead. She sells Rob and Aya. Mm-hmm. To one of his sons and daughters, just across a fucking bridge. Yeah, what a knob! Absolute knob. Like yeah, she could have, but she could have pushed back on it. He could have pushed back on it. It's a very frustrating point, especially on a rewatch. In that, Rob's trying to prove himself. He's trying to go. I am the young wolf. I am the leader of Winterfell. I'm the warden of the North. This is my power. Respect me. That's what we got in the last episode. We've not Ned Umber, great John Umber. That's his name, isn't it? Great John Umber, yes. Yeah, Sorry, great John Ned Umber. Umber. Kind of. He wants to. He wants to earn the respect, and he wants to get the respect to be where he is and to be the leader that he wants to do. And he just rolls over and takes it, rather than going, you know what? Fuck you. You're not dictating how this works. I'm going to go and I'm going to talk. And no, he sends his fucking stupid idiot of a mother who we keep saying is a <laughs> fucking moron to go and negotiate the most retarded terms i've ever heard across a fucking bridge in my life all right tiff right give, give us Catelyn's point of view well i mean obviously she's she volunteers to go because you know yeah. she's 
I've known him since he was uh, since I was a girl. He'll never harm me. But well, yeah, uh, she knows him better. But, than Rob. Yeah, yeah cool. she knows him better than anyone. So, and you know, maybe coming from if if Rob had gone in there and just demanded shit and been like, "Well, no, I'm not doing oh, it." Demand. No, no, but demand, he showed but, mercy you know, to the guy who went on. and yeah, but he showed mercy to the guy. We can. He, he's going to talk to the guy and he's going to negotiate terms. I think that's. I, th- I think we could safely assume that he would go in. Uh, of a of a middle ground, I don't think he'd go and try and impose his will. I don't think Rob's like that. Even now, what little we know about him, I don't think that's the kind of person that he is. True, but I just think you know, in in this case, you know, he must have just been thinking, you know, Catelyn is is the yeah. is a is a better diplomat hmm. than I am. In well, the, look, I, I I agree with so, her going in because she knows him. Hmm. Yeah, and she's sort of over a barrel. Maybe this. There's only one thing he wants, and that's to get rid of sons and daughters. But mm. she does it seriously, like, Rob, you're going to fucking marry it. No. Aya. But knowing full well that neither Aya's not going to do that shit, she doesn't no, know that she's not going to see her again, but she knows they're going to do it, but she still fucking does it anyway. That's what's stupid to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll give yeah. you that, especially because Ari is never going to do it. No, yeah, and, and even she, Rob, when she comes out, Rob's like, "Have you seen any of the daughters?" And Fionn's just cracking up. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, one of them is well." Uh, but uh, I've been immediately going over there and be like, "All right, that's fine. Let me pick my misses. If none of them are good enough, let's fuck it. We'll renegotiate. If if they're all arrows or fatties or whatever, no." Nah. Yeah, and this <laughs> is but this is this is another key fucking moment in this episode. So we've got Shay. So this is like the downfall of fucking Tyrion for the next two seasons. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we got Rob just signed his fucking death warrant. I know. Not... But yeah, that's what I got from this episode more than anything else. I got frustrated. And Danny is fucking crazy. Like, there's a lot yep. going on. It's good. I like yeah. it. I was, I was involved. Right. Okay. Let's go to King's Landing. At the start of this episode, Ned talks to... There he is again. No, hello, Stark. Before they cut my balls off with a hot knife. And he's like, you think my life is some precious thing. I've always loved that little gifts. You grew up with actors. I grew up with soldiers. But Varys drops a bomb on him. What about your kids' lives, mate? What about your daughters? Mm. So then Ned obviously decides that he's going to confess. Now, fast forward the episode, because obviously we don't do it in order. All that other stuff we just spoke about happened. And then... We go back to King's Landing, and I'm like, is this episode not finished yet? What's Aya doing here? Chases a pigeon, tries to get a stale biscuit, and then I literally went, no. No, 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 no. Yeah, me too. No, 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 no. I was right. This shit is happening. Yeah. And then she sees her dad. Up on the fucking stage with all the bad guys, all the Joffreys and that. Little finger smirking and Cersei and the little nonce Pycelle. And he admits his guilt. And I was just, I felt sorry for him. I did. But I also got a bit frustrated because I was like, this whole series, everything you've learned, everything you're building to, obviously, I get it. It's for your daughter. Even like Cersei was fucking swerved by what happens next. But everything you've learned, you've just gone against. Like you've lost. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't help but feel sorry for him. And then we all think he's going to get sent to the wall. Obviously, we don't. This is like the third time I've ever seen this. And it this is the most shocked and upset I've ever been by it. Yeah? Like, legit. I don't know why. Yeah. But it just, it, it fucking sucked me in like it was the first time I was ever watching it. 
Uh, mm. This season hasn't done that yet. And then Joffrey's just like, as long as I'm your king, treason will never go unpunished. And Ned loses his fucking head. He puts his head down. He looks up. He can't see Aya anymore. You see a little bit of neck. He takes a deep breath and he just, you know, I'm trying to figure out what he's thinking. He's just kind of thinking, fuck. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, obviously, early in the episode, like we just mentioned, he says to um, Varys, you know, I, you know, I don't, my life means nothing to me. But I think, but, but now it does, you know, you see that in that moment. It's just quality acting. He doesn't even have to say anything. And you just feel. Yeah, you just feel how, ho- how horrible that situation was. Yeah, be. and how fucking heartbreaking it is. Because obviously Sansa, quality acting again, like she's in, she's crying and being held oh back by God. the guard. She and, does every episode, even if she's Yeah, happy, but she's, she's watching face. her dad die. Like, come on. And then yeah, so, it doesn't get to see. Stab it. what he's thinking, though. I like to hazard a guess at the theory. In that uh, he was thinking, ah, oh, fuck, why didn't I just, you know, tell everybody who John was? And just have him be on the phone. Why didn't I just do that? Why have I fucked about for the last 17 years? Oh, wait. Because no, Robert me. would have killed the baby. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, I get that at the same time. No. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I don't know. It's Lyannis as well, I suppose. He had to. Robert yeah. wanted to kill all the Targaryens at that time. Mm-hmm. But in terms of this, Arya doesn't see it. But this is this is it. This is Arya's switch. Yeah. This This moment... This is one of the, this is the arguably one of the top five biggest moments in the entire show. Definitely. And it's season one. (laughs) And it's not even the season finale. Mm. Yeah. I remember the first time we watched it because obviously, I mean, the first time I watched it, I just was like, how can they do that? How can they kill off the main character? Like, it just sets the premise for the show early on that you can't really get attached to anybody because you never know, you know? Yeah, this, this is... And like, this like, was the... Yeah. Like I said when we, at the opening of the show, like, shit just got real, like, big and it just reminded me of how I felt at the time of watching it, actually, and I felt exactly the same, which I loved. So it was awesome. So that is Season 1, Episode 9, Baylor, which is something to do with the gods. Um, so yeah, I suppose we better do some Paul Goran Hodor. What you got here? Hodor, yes, Paul Goran Hodor. Right, so uh, start off with the porn as always. Uh, so again, not much, just one little point where we see obviously when we see Shay for the first time and uh, Tyrion's explaining what he wants from her. Um, and I love that line as well. Another great line from Tyrion, where he's like, "I want you to fuck me like it's my last night on earth," which it may well be. <laughs> like, it's just great. <laughs> so we see her boobies, you know, that's about it, and yeah, she climbs on top of him. So that's that. Good shea um, boobies. Good shea boobies. Great boobies. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gore. So uh, first bit of gore we see is the um, obviously Drogo's infected wound. Yeah. What is where, on top um, of James? Did you? Yeah. What is that? I think it's like some sort of. I'm uh, guessing it's something? Something like dried spinach. Yeah, it's kind of. I'm guessing it's something that would then kind of soak out any potential infection because you know a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, like what do you call it? Fucking horticulture or <laughs> whatever. That's all I can think of is horticulture. A lot of like plants and shit. 
yeah. um, <laughs> they're actually like a, um, they pull out <laughs> and they expel healing toxins and yeah it will act as a barrier into some sort of the um bacteria that's going in it of course the bacteria. and obviously it's not working <laughs> now i have a technical question about his wound uh-huh. um and maybe, maybe i don't know but like what would you die from that i mean i in the fucking no, no, you no, would yeah no, you die you die of a cut on the on the knee if you get infection you're fucked considering you're a health and safety officer you should yeah. know that shit. You need some training. My theory is those Dothraki use that fucking sword for everything, cutting meat. Shit. Yeah, potential. So it's got yeah. all sorts of bacteria and shit on it, like full of COVID. Very true. And let's face it, they're not having showers every day, are they? And yeah. keeping clean. So, it's, yeah. It's okay. Hygiene, yeah, no, fair like, enough. There's no like Duff soap or anything or like. Yeah, or like Radox or Lynx or anything. Or t- Davina McCall doing like a hair dye advert or whatever. <laughs> could you imagine the Carl Drogo blonde? Oh my god. Anyway. Um Jason Momara could pull it off. Yeah, yeah it probably could, to be fair. He could pull me um, off. So the next bit of gore. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say that louder? <laughs> no, I just, did I just say that out loud? Man. Yeah, you did. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> <Are you> really- <laughs> Oh dear. Right, okay. Um slicing of the horse's throat now. Oh so unnecessary. So unnecessary. unnecessary I mean obviously blood magic. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well she's like, you know, that's, that's two horses, man. I'm not yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit overkill. Is it overkill? I know, but she needs that she explains, she says, you know, I need a, a life for a, or a death for yeah. a life or whatever. And she's so, a crazy bitch, mate. Daenerys. Well, yeah, she is a crazy bitch. But yeah, but isn't it impressive? Like she just slices it open and it goes fucking everywhere. It just flatters yeah. over everyone. See, I'm no like animal activist or nothing because it's just a movie. I don't really care about that shit. But when it started no. like, after they cut its throat, it started wobbling on its legs. I was like, what is all this empathy pouring out of me in this episode? Yeah, same. <laughs> I was like, oh, the poor horse, man. Yeah, yeah, all these like, feelings coming. <laughs> I know. Like, man. Honestly, like, when he was when yeah, because it obviously fell onto its his front legs, like just collapsed, and I was like, oh, like put it out of its fucking misery, man. Like, can you just slice it right off, like you know? Pagain did, or whatever his name is. Um, yeah, that was fucked up. But very impressive looking. So, you know. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Jorma. So then that's the next bit. So we get Jorma. Um, Jorah. Where he has to fight. Jorah. I was going to say, Jorma. who's Jorma? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Turkish, that's some, that's some Jewish dish, dish out of a deli or something. Do you want a fresh cup of Jorma? Glad, glad you're paying oh, attention, right. though. Yeah, Jorah. I'll have a ch- chicken Jorma, please, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a drama on rye bread, please. Oh, fuck off. Right, okay. <laughs> oh, you can just inspector gadget pops. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, I want yeah, them. I, know. I, in there. I want them. Anyway, uh, so Jorah, so he, you know, um, the horse lord, because that's how he, that's what he addresses him. I thought that was really cool because he's trying to go into the tent to put a stop to the magic and he says, hold it, you know, you don't take a step further, horse lord. I thought that was Hold really up. Cool. Hold up. Um, hey. And they have a little fight, whatever, but it doesn't last Do- long because, as you say, Dr. The, Jorah. The, yeah, Dr. he, uh, the horse lord's his, um, sword gets caught in his armor, and then hit. But again, so another technical issue. So he slices his face, um, and we see some teeth because he basically like rips his cheek like completely open. Mm. Um, 
and he just falls to the floor dead. And I'm like, yeah, would that instant, kill you? It's not an instant kill. No, it's really yeah, not. That's not an instant yeah, kill. Because at first I thought he's cut his throat and then he like gives him some Yeah, like, that's what I thought as well. I thought he'd cut his throat again. Yeah, yeah some dental <laughs> treatment. It's just like, oh yeah, I'm going to give you a joke. Yeah, and, and he just falls gonna... down dead. And I was like, well, he didn't slice his head off or stab him in the heart. It's like, like a Chelsea smile, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Why? Just so make him look a bit serious. Anyway. Um. So, yeah, so that's it for the gore. Um, but it was pretty impressive, I admit. So, what did I give it last? The last week of three, didn't I, Hodor? So, uh, no, let's go for like... four. Let's go a bit higher. Let's go for four. four last time because yeah, Hodor's dick. Yeah, because oh, it, it was one for each of his flaccid penis. Yeah, all right. Look, I'll, go for... <laughs> <laughs> I'll go 4.5 then, a little bit higher. Bigger oh. than all of his penis? Okay. Well, um, no, but, but there was like slight, there was more the whole, gore in this episode. Yeah, and, yeah I'll give it, yeah. I'll give it that. And we actually got some boobies, so, you know. Someone, someone got their fucking head cut off, man. No, that's the rule. 0.5 for titties. That's how it works. 0.5 for titties. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, shit. Okay, um, James. We've really descended now, haven't we? Three-eyed raven. Low-brow comedy, yeah. Anyway, uh, one-eyed raven this week. Uh, Three-eyed. No, one idea. Yeah. Sorry, I can't get over Ned, man. I'm going to go now. I'm so upset. (laughs) (laughs) You're still grieving. You're grieving. That's what it is. (laughs) So, um, yeah. I mean, yes. Basically, impression that was. If you're struggling, I've got some. I've got suggestions. I'm not struggling. No, I'm just trying to get started. Um. So, yeah, I mean, we've the difference between my section and the main section, yet again, it's just going to be that, obviously, yeah, Mike, Tiff, you, you get involved, you enjoy it, you still appreciate it for what it is. <laughs> no. Fuck me. How stupid is this fucking woman, Daenerys? How annoying is this story right now? From, from, for me, on a rewatch anyway... She makes every stupid decision she could make. She puts her own self at risk. She then puts her unborn child at risk by refusing to leave. She decides to somehow over... Well, sorry, to control them, even though they don't have to actually listen to her. And I see it again at the same time. Is that She's like, I'm your Khaleesi. You will do whatever I told you. And then she's like, you're not my fucking Khaleesi. As soon as he dies, you're fucked. They'll come. We'll kill you. Why are you listening to her anyway? Why are you taking her orders? You you but you you stand up and you say no, I'm not going to listen to you. And then five seconds later, you do what she fucking says. So it's it the whole thing with Daenerys is so questionable, and it is extremely frustrating for me on a rewatch because you see the initial. She's a crazy I know, bitch. I don't know if it's crumbling to her psyche though. I just think she's she's just at the moment she's just so. Think it's more like and stupid to immature. it, uh, and immature at an extent. Yeah, yeah she she doesn't realise that she at the end of the day, Patrick. as soon as he dies, she's dead. That's she how is Pat- she is. Patrick Star. Yeah, she is. She's just bumbling around and just doesn't know what she's doing. But yeah, my section is, is dedicated to Daenerys' either stupidity, immaturity, incompetence, or all of the above. That's nice. what the section is about this week. And yeah, yeah, cool. No, fair points, man. Fair points. Right, and okay. You just before we move on, One though, more thing to say, Steph. Oh, go on then. Well, no, I, oh. I was just going to mention about, um, I don't know if you were going to bring it up, Mike, but Jamie. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Ah. That's good. 
you know probably what? the best bit of the episode. I, I, I was going to bring it up, but I needed to bring it up earlier than I have. So, yeah. So, the episodes end, well, it ends with Ned getting his head cut off, but the Lannister uh, Northern Men battle ends with Rob capturing Jamie. Jamie Loved it. offering out Rob and Rob the Young Wolf saying, if we do it your way, Lannister or Kingslayer, you'll win. Yeah. And the battle went slightly differently as well, didn't it? Because it was. Yeah, Rob sent 2,000 men to yeah. the edge, but he captured Jamie Lannister. Exactly. He played oh, long I, game. This is I, why he I, is the yeah. best character at the moment. He's, he's I do want to make brain. So that'll bring us nicely to MVP and popcorn race. So, I'll go first. Now, I had a few penned in because I was taking more detailed notes. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not giving it to him, but I want to give a little mention to Jorah, the only one talking sense in fucking Dothrak. Today, yeah. And yeah. taking out a dude by cutting his cheek somehow. But that was awesome. <laughs> um, now... This is hard because Rob is the MVP of the episode because he wins another battle, he captures Jamie, and you can see him learning. Mm. But, 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 Ned Stark is dead. And I've given him MVP as a parting gift to my man, Eddard Stark. <laughs> um, so we'll do like we did last time. So I'll go straight on to my popcorn rating. I'm going to... Oh, I haven't even fucking thought about it. I'm just too reeling from Ned's death. I can't get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, I knew it happened. Like That was like really fucked Yeah, up. same. No, same. I was watching it and I just was like, I, I've seen this so many times, but it really hit different today. Just, I don't know why. but Just because of that moment and the depth of the episode and Walter Frey and Rob's win, which is fucking awesome, uh, John's conversation with Eamon, uh, the fucking the game of Never Have I Ever and the significance of Ned's death. I'm giving it a nine. That's fantastic. Like, this is fucking a huge, huge episode. Like, Danny and Drogo and stuff aside, the crazy blood magic witch, but she's a crazy bitch. This is fantastic. This is where... It, I remember saying this the first time I ever watched it. It took me nine episodes or eight episodes to get into Game of Thrones, and this is why. Mm. So that's me. Nine popcorns. Suck my mum. Not my mum. Someone else's. Suck Catelyn Stark. Right. Tiff, go on. Okay. Um oh, do you know what? I'm exactly the same as you. I was I I'm I'm caught between Rob and Ned. If Rob didn't get it last time, I would have given it to him, but I have to give yeah. it as yeah, an, and I, out of respect. And I think I'm going to have to do the same, just because, oh, like, as you say, James Ned... is pissed. Yeah, I know, right? Um, Even though, Ned, like, but... he goes against everything ever and gets his head cut off. <laughs> I know, and I, and yes, and it's all it's all because he was stupid in previous episodes and didn't listen to varies and, you know, all these warnings. But, yeah, I can't help but just give it to Ned. You know, it's a rest in peace, choice. my friend. I, I agree with you, but on a, on a regular day, on a regular episode, it would be Rob, but... It 100% yeah he's a very close second and a shout out to him because I love Rob how um, many I love how, how many, many popcorns right popcorns. I'm gonna go um 
Uh, I'm going to go 8.5. So it's between very good and fantastic for the same reasons you said. It just so much happens in this episode. And okay. It was, it, yeah, and it's just. Oh, sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry, my bad. Go on, carry on. Yeah, and it just um, yeah, it just so much goes down, and the acting in in it is just fantastic. Um, and yeah, I'm still reeling from it. You know, I, it really got to me. So um, yeah. And with uh, the introduction of with the introduction of Shay and getting more about Tyrion, it it it's starting to ease us into season two quite nicely. I think. So yeah, definitely. James, piss on our fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you picked up on why I wanted to go last. I wanted to create a very big discussion between your two reviews and mine, because I know it's going to be completely different. So, yeah, thank you for going first before me, Tiff. That's all right. I have four honourable mentions this week. Okay. Because they, cool. I think they all deserve a shout in their own way. First honourable mention, Bron. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Love fucking that. funny. The, the ginger cunt, three doors down, fucking hilarious. <laughs> fucking, oh, we wouldn't be having this conversation if we didn't win, you idiot. Classic. Loved it. Yeah, he, um, he made the most of his minutes, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. He, he, it, it wasn't quite show-stealing, but, yeah, he in whatever scene he was in, he was the best within that He's scene. Consistent. He's consistent. Yeah, yeah, and he always is as well. Like, I'm looking forward to more of him as well. Uh, second honorable mention goes to Rob. He wins the yeah. war. He tactically well, learns, he grows, he is becoming the leader. And you can see that journey and that development. So, yeah, shout out to him. Uh, third shout out to um, Walter Frey, the David Bradley, I think his real name is. Yeah, and man. Really yeah, good. Yeah. Everything about him. It's so funny while he was on the screen. Uh, yeah, just really good. And then my fourth and final. I really fucking enjoyed Jamie at the end. I really fucking enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really did. Like just when he was just like, oh, I, I, I would, I would kneel, but I've, I've lost my sword. Uh, <laughs> he's in it as much as Rob is, and they're both yeah. like MVP Fresh. contenders, man. Yeah, pretty much. No, but yeah, I think he, he goes fourth just because I only think it's at the end, whereas Rob goes in. He's in like two or three parts in it earlier as well. So, but yeah, Jamie's, four Jamie's about to go on a hell of a fucking journey, man. He is, and I'm really looking forward to that. That's why I really enjoyed seeing him at the end because I was like, he I was am? a change, and I was like, okay, I know what's coming now. I'm looking forward to this bit at least. Anyway, I'll get invested I, for this. I am looking forward to Jamie's journey, but do we ever see the Jamie season one Jamie ever again? Because he changes a lot from now on. Like that uh... cocky, brash, badass. He does still have some great one-liners. When he finally gets back to King's Landing, he starts to get a bit more like his old self. Not quite with the ego as much, I don't think. But yeah, yeah. but I mean, I he's he officially knocked off this particular perch now. I he's still love him, but yeah. I will miss season one Jamie because he's never going to be there. No, no, it's really the same. No, but my real MVP, and it's going to be... It's Shagger. <laughs> Shagger <laughs> is my MVP. <laughs> <laughs> he just I just love his name and the fact that I can use him and he's so interesting and he just wants two big fucking axes double sided sick MVP <laughs> easy shout out to my MVP <laughs> alright and uh <laughs> rating in my review it wasn't bad. It wasn't oh. terrible. It wasn't fucking good by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, it is still oh a rewatch. It was and it is still frustrating me. I hate to do it. 
I, I just wanted to get done with it now. I just want to get done and over the episode because it's just annoyed me the entire episode. It's a four. It's meh. I want to. Oh my go god! To the next episode. Four. <laughs> this is Captain Marvel levels of contrast. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, no. I'm gonna have to change it. I'm gonna. No, have you to can't. It's not that bad. Okay. Okay. No, awesome. no, no. We're not comparing it to Captain Marvel. You said four. <laughs> yeah, it's four. It's meh. It's meh because I want to get on with it and I want to watch it. Episode it's still. Now. It still gives it like a seven overall. Yeah, I don't drag it down too far. So, so twenty one point five. So it's probably maybe the highest rated episode. I have to go back and look. Maybe not. But no, you chef how you feel about it. That's absolutely fine. You obviously are not. Uh, you think with your brain and not your emotions. <laughs> I don't know about yeah. that. I don't know. I, I should think with my anger a lot of the time. Actually, yeah, it's <laughs> just different emotions. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. You would think the way that episode played out, it would be the season finale, but it's not. Uh, season finale is called Fire and Blood. Rob Stark finds his destiny forever changed. Catelyn confronts Jamie about Bran, and Daenerys finds new hope. And I will tell you my awesome theory that will make you enjoy Game of Thrones from here on out right till the end, despite all the bullshit. Trust me. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to, yeah. Both just of that. you two, you listener, you non-listener or future listener. Um, I didn't even introduce a show at the start because I was so sad about Ned. Welcome to Popcorn Saga. Thank you for listening and goodbye from Popcorn Saga. I'm the ginger cunt from Three Tents Down. He was Shagger, son of Dolph. <laughs>